Are you ready? Here we go. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the Asa Sesh. I hope you had a good session. I hope you had a good few drinks. You know, sit back, relax, and let's talk some bollocks at the Asa Sesh. If you're watching on YouTube, you may think it looks a bit different. We're doing it from home. We're ice, not, not ice lane. We're uh, doing a remote. Is he going to tell me something I don't know? <laughs> <coughs> You got the black lung there, Aaron. <laughs> We're doing it. It's a podcast remotely today, just uh, with time and all that show. So, um, hopefully, the audio is all right. Hopefully, the video is all right. And uh, sure, still gonna have the same crack, nothing's changed, but still the same beautiful people. It's Adam and Aaron here bringing you the Assess podcast. Adam, how are you? Yeah, fantastic, Aaron. How are you getting on, man? I hope you had a great weekend. You know, you're not a big fan of Halloween. I'm glad. You- I really, I'm, sorry, I'm glad. I really, really hope that you enjoyed your Halloween weekend. Did you I get up too much? I don't even know what I did, mate, to be honest. I can't remember what I did fucking two hours ago. I think I just oh, sat really? in. Oh, do you know what I did, actually? I woke up. <laughs> this is going to sound bizarre now. Don't judge me. Woke up. Alien made a hot chocolate. And we watched the Santa Claus. On Halloween, you watched the Santa Claus? Yep. Starting early. Watching a Christmas movie on Halloween. So last year I watched oh, no. it in like, this third week in October. So I'm doing well. I pushed it back. Yeah. It's not too bad. Not too bad at all. I thought you would have um, went for something more along the lines of Hocus Pocus or maybe oh. even a nightmare before Christmas if you were on the real Christmas buzz on a Halloween night. But that was sure, an option. I'm glad you enjoyed it. That was an option, but I said nah. Go with the LG. And we also went out and got a Christmas tree. A forced Christmas tree in a new apartment. That's where I am now. Lovely. Did you in spare room? Happy days. Did you go for was it a real or an artificial tree? Artificial. Fuck the real trees. Artificial. You're better. You're better off. You can look, keep it for years then. That's it. And she had That's a tradition. She had a tradition in her house where every year they opened the box and uh, they dry like something on the box every year. So something to remember by and the stuff on it from like fucking 15, 20 years ago now. So. Um, that's the tradition we're going to start there you go. and it's a lovely tradition to start fair play exactly. honestly sounds amazing right, enough of this bollocks talk let's get into our first segment yeah a dad joke have you come prepared this week I actually haven't off? come prepared with it I haven't come prepared with a dad joke this week I thought I'd leave it up to you since mine was so phenomenal last week but it before was. we get into it and before I let you tell yours I just want to let you know sometime over the next few episodes one of our very own fans is going to send in a video of himself doing a dad joke. So if anyone else wants to, I don't know, follow his lead, you're more than welcome to send us in a dad joke and you might even get featured on an episode. Sorry, Aaron, for cutting across it. Back to you. That's actually a really good idea. Oh, Does it have to be video or can it be audio format? It can, it can be an audio or a video, whichever suits. Which, honestly, whichever suits. And if it's, if it's funny, if you can make us laugh, who knows, you might even go on the leaderboard. And where can you send these videos into Adam? Oh, I'm glad you asked. You can send these to any one of our socials. You can contact us through Instagram or any one of our emails. You'll find all the links in our bios. But sure, that's only for people that like, share, follow, and subscribe. And sure, even drop us a sub on YouTube or follow on Spotify and all that. It takes 
two seconds and it means that absolute world to us. That's it, exactly. Right. So, my dad since joke. I wasn't prepared, yeah, I was going to say, since I wasn't prepared, let's hear your dad joke for this week. I had two lined up that I thought were funny, but I'm going to save them for the next episode. So I'm going to do two and the one, so I'm going to keep okay. them for the next episode. So this one here, what do you call a midget Mexican? Hello? A paragraph, because it's not a full essay. <laughs> boom, boom, <laughs> oh when I seen that I was like fuck me that's going in that's hilarious well come here we need to find out where, where does that end up on the leaderboard does that does that compare at all to your joke last week does the it compare to Moses' coffee <laughs> oh I might put Moses first and then the Mexican second and the sweeper you know what we're going to have to do I think I think it's only fair if we ask the people at home yeah who knows? We might even leave up a little, uh, little Instagram poll after this, or when this comes out, just to see. I was just thinking about myself. Yeah, why not? Why not? It's all about interaction, so we may as well try to get people to send us in the things that they like, and then we'll keep a keep a list of it. And then any guests that we do have on, they better come prepared because they know I won't. <laughs> yeah, just leave it all down to me. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm assuming we don't have Works any like questions. I'm assuming we don't have any disorder yeah. questions. I actually don't, to be honest. I forgot all about this or that this week. So, unfortunately, I don't actually have any. But if you want, I can try come up with something on the fly. And I'll start you off with one right here, right now. On the spot, go on. From this undisclosed location. <laughs> the flashing lights. So, my first this or that is Xbox or PlayStation? PlayStation. Yeah, easy choice. I've been on easy. Xbox for 10 years. As I said in the last podcast, switch it, PlayStation which I started off with. I think everyone started off on PlayStation, PlayStation 2 and all that. But just the exclusives for me, playing Spider-Man, playing Wolverine, and there's literally no other difference about ex- exclusives. So my preference is PlayStation. Happy days. Happy days. I'm in the same boat. Although you can't make an argument for Xbox, but PlayStation all the way. Yeah, you'll have to try very hard to make that argument. Yeah. Right, my forcing for you is... Okay. Oh my god, would rather tits or ass? Ass. High five. Um, uh, oh, deadly. You know, has to be done. Has to be done. Right, oh, moving on to something yeah, a little quickly. I, I was going to say, because Aaron, I don't even know if that's PG. Um, so it's gone up as explicit. I'm going I'm to swing this the whole way back around, all the way back to PG. Because I was actually going to ask you that myself. So would you prefer right, chocolate chip muffin or blueberry muffin? Neither. Neither. I'm not a muffin man. Remember muffin in school? Man. Remember in school you used to get uh, like a sandwich, a muffin, and a, a little milk carton with the cow you got in the car or singing or whatever. I no, never. we just got the milk and a few oranges. <laughs> You never had the carton of milk with the meal yolk on it. We got the we, we got the carton of milk, yeah, the little carton cartons of milk with the little cow on it, the little blue yeah. ones. And had yeah, like, uh, but we never got. We got that. We got apples and we got oranges. That was it. Was everyone always racing for the uh, race car one? Oh, honestly, yeah. It was there was nearly scraps over that on the day. <laughs> I remember having a, actually a contest. You could drink the most milk out of the entire like tray that was sitting there. 
did bits. Oh, <laughs> I lost. I actually lost, but we did bits. Uh, um, I'm not really a muffin man. Like, I know I eat chocolate and all, but I just, I'm not a fan of muffins. So if I had to choose, I'd probably go with chocolate, but neither. It's a very boring answer, but I'm sorry. <laughs> right, here's one that's right. a bit more uh, current. Would you rather summer or winter? Because we're currently changing to winter now, so. Summer. Oh, really? Yeah, summer. Definitely summer. Going I have one for you here, right? And it's quite interesting. Your answer will be, anyway. Two teams. Manchester United, Everton. In this, this or that, one of them has to get relegated. United. You'd rather see United get relegated? Yeah, fuck Everton. Don't know any Everton sports. These are now United sports and grip into them. <laughs> yeah, well, there you go, actually. And that's, that's the most important thing is to give them a hard time, isn't it? <laughs> Literally go downhill, like from winning the league, Champions League, whatever they want, for being so successful to be relegated. Winning 80,000 capacities stadium would be real. Yeah. So I'd much rather... I'd pay for United to go down and get relegated. <laughs> Fuck Everton. How much? How much would you pay? For, how much would you pay to see Manchester United go, get relegated? I haven't got much money for now, so probably about hundred quid. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Don't blame me. Fuck them. See what happens when that sponsor money comes in. Maybe you can pay to see that. Maybe yeah, one get, day. Might get a hundred and one quid. <laughs> Look the read. It's a release clause right there. For United to go down, you must pay one hundred and one quid. Have a hundred quid. <laughs> yeah, fuck. I'll give you that extra euro. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here's what I'm actually curious now the answer for because I, I don't know what I pick myself, but would you rather old school music or new school music? And I think we'll cut off about mid 2000s as old school. So when you're when you're saying old school, do you mean anything before to te- what, like 2000? Yeah, like pre 2005 or six, not like that. Like that side of the music scale. So what from like say the nineties up until two thousand and five, and then the next fifteen years onwards, I kind of think. Well, even from like the sixties, there's a few old good songs. Adam, don't cancel them. But I definitely, I definitely go for the old, the older ones. I prefer older songs. Oh, see, I was thinking of this today. Like, had um, too many playlist. bangers. I know, yeah. Like my playlist, I listen to, and I listen from anything from like Westlife to fucking Eminem. To, like my playlist is all over the show. Like I literally listen to that. And I don't know, the more I thought about it, the more I was leaning towards old school. These can't be the classics. Yeah. Well, that's the thing, you can't. And just to prove that point even further, look at the amount of remakes and remixes that are constantly exactly. coming that's, out. That's what I was thinking. Like, the one that popped into go. my head straight away is Joe Curry. Eh, well, that's uh, Alarm Dance, their French song came out like when we were in, in secondary school. That's ancient, that yeah. song. Oh, yeah, but Stromy. Yeah. Well, I'm saying, elder, it's, elder I'm saying it's ancient, like I make myself feel old, we're not that bleeding old. That's it, exactly. Oh, I haven't even hit puberty yet. <laughs> I only hit it last week. No, I'm going as much as only January. fake here. That's only fake here, man. I drew this on. Yeah, Halloween costume's still on. <laughs> From last year. People always ask, I didn't, I didn't November. Mate, I'm doing November since last year. Don't go anywhere. Oh, yeah, November. <laughs> oh, yeah, Mr. November. <laughs> right, go on, one more each. Right, this my one? Yeah. Would you rather, right? Not would you rather. This or that. Jesus Christ, would you rather. I'll get sued saying that sort of shit. 
Det är sådär. WrestleMania or UFC like numbered cards, say like UFC 275 or 280, or a WrestleMania to be held in Dublin and Crow Park. Oh, who's on the UFC card? All depends on the card. McGregor, I'd imagine McGregor is him. I'm leaving. Sure I'll, I'll, I'll give you the, the, the main event and co main event. McGregor will be fighting somebody, and on the other, the co main will be Darren Till fighting someone. Oh, I'm leaning toward WrestleMania, mate. Yeah, love so to go to like a proper, proper wrestling. I know it's fake and whatever, but some balls, man. WrestleMania would be unreal. I'd be god. You got Mrs. Brown and all this one now. <laughs> Imagine Vince McMahon versus Agnes Brown <laughs> for the, the Intercontinental title. That's it. Runs over. Yeah, yeah, little fuck. Ain't no more a wooden spoon. It's a wooden spoon, Jr. Gets a cup of tea, scalds him with it. That's scalding him with a cup of tea. And next of all, dusting the turkey pops in. Dusting the turkey pops Yeah, Jesus. Tag him oh, in, tag him in. Yeah, 100% hands down WrestleMania. That'd be unreal and proper. Imagine. Yeah. And look, Mary, whatever does happen, we're going to campaign. Have Vincent Kennedy McMahon versus Agnes Brown. <laughs> Live. The biggest money match of all time. It's going to yeah. sell more than Khabib and Connor. And Tyson Fury and Deontay Wilder, all three of the fights put together. And probably go, fuck, wouldn't it? They'd probably go on longer as well. Probably go on for like probably five hours or something. Probably. Just doing this summertime where we have like the one nicest day in the year. <laughs> Imagine how you could sell it. American billionaire versus Irish housewife and grandmother. Oh, me. You make me want to go to That'd be unbelievable. It'd be unbelievable. It but speaking of something we are going to, and I hope that everyone else that got a ticket is Ooh. absolutely buzzing. Swedish Buzz. House Mafia returned to the Republic of Ireland for the first time in 10 years. And uh, I'm not going to lie, as someone that never got the chance to go see them before, I am absolutely buzzing. Oh, me. The text you got tickets, we were just literally sitting like an hour straight just buzzing after. Oh, yeah. Too right. I was sitting in a team meeting and work and the first thing I said was how are you everyone I'm in a great mood today I'm about to get in Swedish house mafia tickets 10 years since you last came here fucking hell mm-hmm. I'm sure look we won't get into that anyway because obviously <laughs> well, what happened that day but come here it's going to be absolutely sensational but I have to say I would prefer it to be an outdoor gig rather than being in the tree arena hmm well, like, what would your preference be, just in general? Would you rather an indoor gig or an outdoor gig? For this type of event, probably indoor. Really? Think, I'd prefer yeah. an outdoor gig, the likes of a Malahide Castle or Marley Park or something like that, you know? I don't know what it is. It's just, I think it's just, you're closer to the stage no matter where you are in the point. And there's seems like, mm. the lighting's better. The, no, the lighting's better. The sound be better. And I don't know, I just think the overall experience in the, in the point of view is so much better. Yeah, I suppose it could be. Oh, me. Fucking buzzing. That's set episode 80, live from the Point Depot, Swedish House Mafia. That's, oh. Oh, That's going to be unbelievable. Speaking yeah, of, uh, look, it's great. 
on the wider scale of it, sorry for cutting across it, but just to go on on this, isn't it great to see the amount of gigs and just the amount of acts that are flooding over? There's tickets for everything at the moment. No, that's just broke. <laughs> great, it's been too long. I know, it's been way too long. Everything's on sale this week or last week. I'm like, oh my god, stop releasing shit. Like, so much happening, so much coming on. Like, slow down. I'm spending too much money. Stop. Yeah, that's the thing. And it's all blowing through it myself. It's not even concerts. It's it's just stuff in general. Like, there's a a comedian, I don't know if you know him, um, Adam Rowe. I think he's Scouts. And he's coming to Whelan's Pub next May. His first one sold out, so he's releasing more tickets already. And like, for fuck's sake, West have come back over. I'm like, I definitely want to go see them. Going to see Ed Sheeran next year, Sweet House Mafia. Then the Bows match, the FA Cup final. It's the end of the month. They're on sale tomorrow. I'm like, for fuck's sake, everything's just who are they playing against? Who uh, are they playing against in the FA Cup final? Pats. So they're playing Pats, Pats now. Well, at least it's back to a full house. So yeah, you're almost guaranteed a ticket then. They're actually playing Pats now as you speak. Oh yeah? We're recording Is there any score in that game at the moment? Check it now. They're a shit team though, so I'm not expecting that. Yeah, one nil Pats. Shocker. I'm not surprised. There you go. But uh yeah, and the Bowers fans got okay the South Stand in the Aviva, so we're not in that shitty North Stand, so oh, buzzing for that, buzzing for Sweet House Mafia. I'm just life is good. Podcast. Yeah, life is, is very good at the moment. Sweet House Mafia, like what more could you ask for? It's a good life at the moment, isn't it? It is indeed. <gasps> One thing I wanted to uh, actually talk about, El Leo was in the news there last week talking about Ticket Town. And I think it's only for the Aviva that he was talking about. But they're trying to cut down on Ticket Town, which they should be, but I don't know how they're going to do it. Like, as soon so as you buy it... I'm sorry, you were saying... I was going to say, like, as soon as you buy a ticket, there's literally no stopping you going out on the street or putting up somewhere and selling for, like, our face value. Let's say, for argument's sake, Sweet Tales might be sold out in seconds. I don't know if it did or not, but literally everyone's dying for a ticket. You would go online, whack it on probably Facebook or uh, some reseller page for twice the value and someone would buy it. Like, how yeah, do you... Yeah, what happens every year at the all Ireland final. Every year uh, that happens. You'd know that a lot more than I would. Yeah, well, friends, I've only missed what like three or four finals. I've been to the rest of them and I never paid off face value, if not free ticket. So I can't complain about that. There you go. Yeah. And basically, though, just to answer your question there from a minute ago, like what can they do to stop that? Legislation has been brought in to like basically to stop ticket now. And one of the things is basically when you have when you get a ticket, it's supposed to have your identification will be. Like present in a soda, your name will be on the ticket, so you can't sell it on. Do you know what I mean? Or you can't sell it on for over the odds. And if you are found doing that, you can be in prison now. So, uh, what I do know in the case of the Aviva is it's down to the individual organizer of the event to uh, have that ticket outing law applied, but it doesn't apply in all cases. So, it has to be the event manager or whoever is the organizer has to apply for that to be in place. So yeah. basically see for Ireland and Portugal in the, yeah. the World Cup qualifiers, meaningless match rules. Absolutely meaningless. Tickets have gone up for sixty-five euro and it's sold out. But they were reappearing online for two hundred euro, three hundred euro. 
and it's to stop certain things like that. Now, the only reason that that is actually after happening is because well, it was happening for years, and the Aviva didn't. Uh, they never applied for the, the legislation to be used on that event. That's my understanding of it anyway. It's fucking oh, it's look, it's just another half assed thing from the government. It is it just feel like that. it is. It, it, it's like, it's a real as what do I call it? It's an Irish and it's an Irish government effort. Yeah. Like that was it's, nice in theory, but it's never actually gonna happen. They've been trying to do this for years. Like they've been saying I remember one day I think it was Ed Sheeran and I said that the t- whoever bought the ticket has to be present at the gate to to be able to actually get into a place, but never heard of anyone being checked or didn't see anyone no, being checked. I remember I was, I was at the same gig and uh, that was that Phoenix Bar. I think so, yeah. Yeah, I can confirm no one checked to see who bought my ticket. Mate, it's no, Ireland. We haven't got a clue what we're doing. There's no way we could police that. It's Ireland for fuck's no. sake. <laughs> even, yeah, yeah, like half hour. It's a half hour attempt and Honest, it's they, they get away with uh, giving a half hour attempt an awful lot over here. I feel like people just don't don't like to stand up for themselves nearly half the time. Yeah, you know, I, I actually I don't know what it is, but it's and as I said, another half hour attempt. Yeah, I get a job done. Speaking of music, there will be your go-to karaoke song. Oh, see, that's a tough one because I always struggle with that. I, I honestly I don't know because I just get my name thrown up and then I end up having to walk up. I'd say you're Loads more of a Enrique Iglesias so, No, I can't hit it. I can't hit it. I, try, I do a nice little whisper at the start, but I can't hit them notes. Oh, so, this whisper. <laughs> yeah, scope and airplay the saxophone, yeah. Mine I don't even know the words to Curtis whisper. <laughs> I'm gone blank. Yeah, it's I actually don't know. Yeah, it is. It is a good song. I don't know. I like to see. As I said, like if I ever do karaoke, someone just goes here, put his name up there, and just say he'll do this, and I'll walk up and go, "Okay, yeah, let's go." Like I've done, you do it all the time. Like it's pretty funny. Like my friend, that his go-to song is uh, "Take Me Out" by Franz Ferdinand. It's a great show for a karaoke. Gets the energy going straight away, yeah. and everyone can sing along. You know. So I love to pick a song that everyone everyone can sing with, but. Grown up, and I was away with my dad, whatever, and I was doing karaoke. My ghost song was Robbie Williams' Angels. I don't know why. I think it's one of those that just stuck on me. I sang it once as, as a kid and just kept singing it over and over again. It just stuck at me. It's a very popular uh, karaoke song. I I, I've heard like, it. I've heard want, many a rendition over the years. I want something right? upbeat that everyone can sing with me. Mm. Well, I'm going like, uh, she's, I don't know. I, I actually don't even know. Are there upbeat songs these days? Everyone just talks about fucking having a shit life and cutting themselves <laughs> and all these. Days. That's that's what most of it seems to be half the time. Seems to be a whap. Yeah, oh, well, that, that's, ass, that's okay. <laughs> just kids around. Just kids. Nah, don't. And hopefully, there's no kids listening to this. That right. sort of coarse language coming out of you. There were two listeners that we have. I doubt one of them was a kid. <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> nah, do you know what? From now on, my go-to song is Uptown Girl by Westlife. That's an upbeat song. There's get an upbeat one for you. Get the body moving. <laughs> get all the L1s Why not? Get a little... It's a dance routine there. Get a little number going or something. Do a shimmy, do a little two-step. <laughs> do you know what I'll do? My one will be Hey Ah by Outcast. 
Oh, I say you would kill that. I'd be oh, gas. One, two, three. You'd have to look. You look at sell, selling roses to people <laughs> getting thrown at you. You'd kill the place. You would. Ah, man, it'd be deadly. Why not? We'll do it. I'll be we'll a backup <laughs> back dancer as well. Yeah. I'll do a few different roles. We don't have the money for a good production value, so you have to do. You're going to be stage director as well, choreography. Oh, a lot going that. into it. Sure, do everything for this podcast. Do everything for your singing career as well. So, <laughs> no new day as well. <laughs> Why the, the fuck not? You're talking today about uh, if you were to get a tattoo, you'd get a, a wolf tattoo. And you'd yeah, get, maybe. Um, you'd get the, what was the Irish word for wolf or, or Irish word for, uh, what was it? Yeah, it's like the old, the old Irish word. It's a uh, mock on here. Yeah. I've seen a, a video on YouTube there and they're doing forfeits and someone had to get a tattoo of your man's brand and you already got it. Underneath his foot. Hmm. That'd be painful. Underneath his foot. I say that's fucking. I said it's excruciating. Even the thoughts of it. Like I have what? I have three tattoos, yeah. and not one of them was sore. But I can only imagine. Like my foot is mad sensitive. If a needle goes anywhere near that, I'd be like, nope. See you later, mate. Oh, it's just a. It'd be in a bad way, bro. It'd be in a bad way. But so I wouldn't be a fan of that. I just don't think there's enough air. Uh, not enough to be walking with down there, you know what I mean? And no one's going to see it. It's on the bottom of your foot. But... Yeah, oh, and God. it's going to wear off in a few years' time, so... Um, there you go. Yeah. So, what, if we hear 100,000 subs on YouTube, you're going to get our session on the foot, what? Just like that? It's not me. Yeah. That's so good. <laughs> yeah? Why not? Clip that. Yeah. Clip it up, clip it up. Send it everywhere. Put like, on that's... TikTok. Oh, yeah, indeed. That's going to blow up there. Yeah, after I stash to the moon. I'm like Sheba, see you later. Moon. Oh man, this is like a bull run. <laughs> Once no, start going, no. I'll be paying for the tattoo. You know I'll pay for the tattoo. Why not? Let you pick where it goes, but I'll pay for it. Do you know what? I'll be happy to do so. I'd love to help pick your tattoo. When you stood up there, I don't know what was going on. I was like, is he going to show me where he's going to get it from his arse? <laughs> yep. You know me. No one ever knows what's going on. If you were to get it, where would you get it? There we go. Ooh. Where would I go? Where would you uh, get it? written on me. Yeah. Somewhere now would it see it. Your knob. I don't know. Like, what? Your knob. Yeah, probably. No one's ever seen that. <laughs> But, uh, oh, back to the spooky vibes here with the red lights. Yeah, um, I don't know. I'd probably get it. Uh, if I had to go somewhere, the bottom of the foot does sound really good, and I wouldn't want anyone to see after session written on me. So, um, oh, you probably hit the best one under the foot. Oh, in the back of my head, I just never get a tight cut again. <laughs> the head is your first tattoo, mate. That's ambitious. Fuck it, why not? Like, We'll see how we get on. You know me. <laughs> we went to Nanny's football over the weekend. I actually didn't get a chance to catch much of it. I caught a bit of the Leeds and Norwich game. And that was just basically five minutes of entertainment and 85 minutes of shite. 
but it's Leeds and Norwich, so what do you expect? Uh, other than that, I caught nothing, but I know you probably didn't come out of the weekend with the happiest person in the world. So, do you want to tell us what happened there? What was your experience with the football at the weekend? Well, I wasn't going into the results part, for, but thanks for bringing that up. <laughs> no problem. Um, <laughs> yeah, Liverpool fucked it up. Too many up at home to Brighton. And after the first half, just literally fell apart. Kate went and off was there injured. anything in particular that happened? Who, who went off injured, sorry? Kate. Kate went off injured. So we had a midfield of Jones, Henderson and Chamberlain. All good individual players as a unit. Yeah. Not great. But hmm. second half, like literally, Brian probably deserved the win. After the way, the second half went, like, it was absolutely shocking. I've seen a few little kind of bits and pieces. I didn't see any of the goals, but people hitting the crossbar. Addison looked like he was having a rough day in goal. Yeah. Like he was having a hard time. But like, yeah, it was very, very busy. And uh, on my City side, we're a bit more disappointed. City lost, yeah. Chelsea yeah. gained ground because what were they going to do? Lose to Newcastle? <laughs> well, it looked. Good, looked promising up until what the 70, 60, 70 minutes. Yeah, James and then we like, all figured out. We all we all learned Reese James has some left foot. <laughs> yeah. That first goal was cracking. Yep. Yeah. Oh, I seen I had to I seen on Twitter Dilla uh put in the chat he goes, Oh my god, Reese James won a goal and so I like I have to Google this. Probably overwriting it, overhyping it. Looked it up and I was like, that's a decent finish. Reese James yeah. performed at St. James's Park. Yeah, that's it. Reese St. James. Yeah. But where I was going with this question was, I was going to ask you this. Um, over the weekend in the Premier League, uh, the teams that are not playing for home for a while were doing the Remembrance Sunday thing. And okay. when I think of Remembrance Sunday, I think of James McLean getting slated for not wearing a poppy. And mm-hmm. I'm just curious now, would you wear one if you were a player in the Premier League? Probably not, no. And if you were a manager, I don't really, I don't really understand league? exactly. Look, to be honest, I don't really understand exactly what it is, the reason why they were the pop. I know it's to do with remembrance soldiers that uh, died fighting in wars, but like I just, I don't know. I'd have to look into it and see what the the true meaning behind it is, and like what everything about it means before I'd make a full decision. But well, from where I am now, I probably wouldn't wear So now, uh, the big name out there is James McLean because he gets slayed and he's always in the media. But people don't yeah. know, uh, the man Matic didn't wear one. And I don't think he wears one, but he came out a few years ago and said that he doesn't wear one because it reminds him of um, his hometown of Serbia being attacked or bombed by night or something. So that's his reasoning behind it. Well, that, that would be the thing, like sure, that that Yugoslav war only that, that was only very recently. That was the nineties, like the like you yeah, look at was, yeah, yeah. The fo- that, there's a lot of footballers that came came from that area, like even the likes of Luka Modric was yeah. he was from uh, former Yugoslavia, like so being Croatian, but yeah, yeah, I, I I can understand completely. And if like if you look at it, James McLean comes from Derry. Derry didn't exactly have an easy ride either. Not that it was getting bombed by NATO, but it was like it didn't like the. You know, he comes from a horrible background and like a place where it probably wasn't the most comfortable place to fucking live or be brought up. Yeah. You know? So I can understand how I can understand completely where his decision comes from for not wanting to not wanting yeah. to wear it. And I think that's his own decision. And I think he 
something should be said about it, you know. It's it's one of them things that people want to say anything about it. I suppose they have their right opinions are like assholes. Everyone has them. And you're saying that I just that, don't uh, think it's right for him to be forced to do it. Yeah, exactly. He shouldn't be forced. And you're saying that uh he's not supporting because the British soldiers killed like people in his hometown. So like obviously why would you support? But I was reading yeah, up exactly. on it to try to get more information. I seen that uh it's remembering British soldiers who fought like the wars and all that. And then I seen that I think it was like a hundred thousand or seven hundred thousand Irish people fought with the British in World War One or something. And then I seen a thing that mm-hmm. uh Radcar or Michael D. Higgins, someone in power in Ireland wore a, a tricolor puppy, or I think it was. He wore it around. It's the first I heard of it. Yeah, I think it was. I think it was a tricolor puppy. I should actually screenshot and write it down. Um, pretty sure it was a tricolor puppy, and that was their way of remembering the Irish soldiers rather than remembering the British ones. Or it was basically their way of wearing it without being. Slave or yours, I think. Yeah, see, again, like I don't know enough about it to offer proper opinion. I just, I, I probably wouldn't wear it myself. That's what I know. Uh, but on that topic, is McLean like an outlier or say throughout the Premier League history, is there other Irish players that have been documented as not wearing it? Like, there's like, I know obviously he's from Northern Ireland, so. Like say, say Shane Duffy, does he wear one? Do you know? I know he was playing at Celtic last year. No one watched Scottish football, but nowadays would he wear one? Or did he wear one for when he played uh, on at the weekend against Liverpool? Do you know? Um, I don't remember. I should have actually looked out for that. But um, I'm just doing a quick Google like, search here. Yeah, because it'd be interesting to see if he is an outlier or if it is a common team between Irish players that they don't wear the poppy. Right, there's one there. There's a picture of James McLean not wearing one and Seamus Coleman wearing one. Okay. So there is an Irish player. And then there's one here, John O'Shea, he's wearing one. So there are Irish players that do. So the lad from Derry isn't? No. And the lads from Donegal and what's John O'Shea's what? Waterford or Cork or something, is he? Uh, Yeah, Waterford, I think. Yeah, so like they they're wearing it. So I don't know. Maybe it's just the, the fact that like he's he's from like Ulster. He's from he's from Northern Ireland. That that's probably why he feels so strongly about it. But I didn't know. I I wasn't sure if there was a precedent there of other Irish players uh, carrying out the same action and not wearing it. Yeah, I tell you what I heard about now. Rather than just getting McLean getting slated. <laughs> oh, that's it exactly. But um... he gets an awful time. Like he gets bomb threats and fucking. Death threats and stuff like that. I'm pretty sure I've read somewhere that he said he got a bullet through his letterbox. Do you know what I mean? Like so, fucking. It, it reminds you of what he, what was happening to Neil Lennon mm. years ago. Was Celtic uh, Celtic captain at the time playing for Northern Ireland. Like that fella got fucking awful, like, awful time. Yeah, playing football. Like. It's meant the length that people would go to in uh, the length that people go to when when it comes to something in a sporting context. Like yeah, the, a lot of people put too much importance on on sport. Like now, it is great, and I love I love sport, especially football. I love football, but the actions of some people, like even look at what's happening in the Euros, like during the summer, and even what happened in in France in the Euros, where the Russians and the, what's the Russian and English fans were kicking the head off each other. It's the, the people need to cop the fuck on, take a step back, and go right. Look, he doesn't want to wear a poppy, or 
whatever, like, and just fuck off and leave the fella alone. Like, you know what I mean? For lack of a better statement, fucking just like to each their own, fuck off and leave them alone if you don't like it, don't do it yourself. It's not even him, it's his kids getting death threats and all. It's like, I'm going to come to your gaff and uh, burn your gaff down with you and your family. Kill, and kill your wife. And, like, there's no room for shit like that. No, no room for shit like that. And, that, like, why is that not getting pushed all over the place in terms of, like, Spice Sports do, they're doing a great job now for, like, um, what's it? Oh, what's it called? Kick it out and fucking all of that. But, like, that, that's clearly fucking... That's racist. What you even call a sect. <laughs> that's sect- sectarian fucking racial abuse, like, yeah. as well as again. For, like, speaking his mind and having his own beliefs. <laughs> it's fucking mental. Oh, because like, he wants to play football and not wear a flower on him. It's not as if he's just doing it for the crack. Like, oh, I don't want to do it. He has a, like, valid reason not to. Exactly. That's, a, that's the thing nowadays. People are too fucking focused on their opinion. Once they have an opinion, no one else is right bar their opinion. Yeah. Which... It's a huge problem in society these days, bro. And there's a lot of people that... It's tribalism, and a lot of people just like to sit on the side of the people that they think are going to win. Yeah. It's one thing... That's what I believe. I, I think they sell out their beliefs to the highest bidder nearly, you know? Yeah. Like, you see people who are like... I don't really want to get into this because I probably get blamed cancer, but the gender thing, just people out there that are like, no, you have to respect this, you have to respect that, you do what you want, but let me respect what I respect. It's like with football, let me respect my people of Derry, but not wearing a poppy, and I'll respect you for wearing one. Like, I'm still going to show up, I'm still going to play, and each other, I'm not going to stand there and fucking be. They're going to shake your hand before the match, like. Yeah, he's not going to stand there and fucking start shouting during the minute. So, I'm like, going to be respectful, but just be respectful back to him. Like, every. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's the thing. Once people have an opinion, it's so frustrating. Like, even when you're trying to talk to them and trying to reason with them, give them a legit reason why you think a certain way, they're like, no, fuck you. <laughs> yeah. See, I noticed that always tends to happen. People get a lot more aggressive when you start to make valid points towards them and they have a, like a steadfast opinion and they're like, no, this is the way it is. So like that wall is green. I'm like, no, well, if you look at it from this light and, and this way it's actually not green. It's got, like, people get annoyed when you start to make real proper points that has anything or in any way takes away from their arguments. There's a good meme and it's like uh, two people standing either side of a desk looking at the number six. A fella goes, that's a six. And the other fella goes, no, it's annoying. Yeah, the different perspectives doesn't mean you're you're wrong. Yeah, because like well, the only way to find out what actually really happens is there's three sides to every story, and this is my belief that there's say there's me and you have a fallen out. There's my side, there's your side, and there's the truth. And only by taking a step back and looking at both sides can you actually come to the middle ground and find out what's actually fucking happening. Yeah. And people are too fast, as you said, and too quickly these days to shut other people down when they don't like what's coming out of their mouth. And that doesn't that doesn't aid anyone. That if anything, that holds everyone back. And people do be like afraid nearly to be saying things because oh god, I might hurt someone's feelings. Well, fuck it. Like, do you know what I mean? The feelings are there to be hurt. Do you know what I mean? Rules are there to be broken. Exactly. It's like things like that. They help you grow as a person. If you wanted to be a kid, stay a kid. Do you know what I mean? Like if you want to be a grown up, grow the fuck up. You have to be able to take criticism. And one thing that I actually love about myself, and it was said to me a little while ago, I'm very good at taking criticism because I like constructive criticism. I love being able to hear. Okay, look. You're doing this well, but you're not doing this too well. So maybe focus on this and then you can learn and develop more. Because if you're not criticized, like if I didn't, if you're writing a paper or writing an essay and you didn't get criticized in your work, would you ever get any better? No. No, exactly. So in life, it's exactly 
that's the exact same way. That's my belief anyway. Unless you're pushed and you're challenged on your beliefs and your concepts, and even how you interact your life, unless you're pushed on it, you don't change and you won't get better at it. Same way if we're not told, okay, I, I like this segment of the show or I, I don't like this, we won't know to change that. We won't know how to develop that way. It's, it's just it makes everything easier. So yeah. I just feel like a lot of people are a bit too... The paper thin in terms of their ability to take a joke these days, never mind actual criticism. So I don't know, it's sad times we're living in. Yeah. I like to think that I'm an honest person. And I think that's one of the things Aiden likes to do. I am honest. I'll tell her if I don't like something, I'll tell her if, like, I'll, I'll always be honest. And I'm not being a conjurer, it's just how I see it. The way I see it yeah. is how I say it. And I think we were in a walk one day and you were showing me something you'd done the piece of work you've done and I said to you I like this part but it could, like, I was being uh, critical of you I was like it is good but and I was trying to help you and then you came back to me like an hour later and I was like mate that's fucking savage <laughs> yeah. so, that's the thing and without your insight there I wouldn't have been able to do that you know what I mean so and that's why Aiden uh, if we ever were to get married she wants me to go where to get pick our wedding dress because it'd be like proper critical buzzing nope can't yeah there you go exactly as long as she doesn't wear it it's not bad luck you just can't see her in the wedding dress before yeah no even like something stupid like going back to football there like even having football debates people like oh Gerard Skulls Lampard and like I have no opinion but I'll sit down and debate and listen to you try and change your mind like I'm open to change your mind just because I think Gerard's better doesn't mean I'm not open to changing my mind and that's where I think yeah, people if I come out. around and say, well, look, goal scorer wise, he might not have been as good as the other one or this person. Yeah. You get hit with new facts and you have to, like, that's the thing about a fact. It's completely objective. Yeah. <laughs> it's a fact. <laughs> it is the truth. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not an opinion. You can't yeah. argue with a fact. So no, that's the thing. Yeah. No, it's a, like, you have to be open to change. So much on this <laughs> you have to be. You yeah. really do. Just because you oh. think Alan Shearer is the best striker the Premier League's ever seen, doesn't mean he is. Do I though? Do I believe that? I am Newcastle fan, course. Find out on the next episode, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when we have Alan Shearer and Gary Lineker on. Why is your real <laughs> guest? <laughs> oh, I told me if it didn't, uh, if it didn't keep it a surprise, he wasn't going to come on. Sorry, Alan. Do I do a guest? Alan Shearer and Gary Lineker sit down and talk about football for like. Four hours with them. Do you know what I do? I'd be like, hey Gary, what was it like to shit yourself playing against Ireland? <laughs> he actually blamed himself. I pooed himself during a match before for England, yeah. But it wasn't against us now. I don't know, it could have been against Ireland, but it was definitely in the tournament. It was like on the world stage. Like when uh was it David Seaman pissed at the goalposts or behind the advertising board? I didn't see that one, but what I have heard of before is have you ever seen, there's a, bit, there's a bit on YouTube, can't remember who your man's playing for, but he's doing that stretch, you know the groin stretch where you have one knee bent and one leg out straight? Yeah. And on the leg that's out straight, your man gets his flu. Now just on the side of the pitch in a full stadium, gets his flu and starts pissing out the end of his shorts. I remember that. Do you remember that? Yeah. It was fucking mental. Was that, I think that was the 2006 World Cup that happened. I think so, yeah, it wasn't a long ago anyway. Something mad. And in that same World Cup, it was a game, I think it was Serbia or Croatia. And oh, they're not going to be happy. I got that confused. But whoever it was, one of the teams, for the first time ever, 
one of their players got three yellow cards and was sent off because the referee forgot to note down he'd given him a second yellow card earlier on in the game. So the player was yellow carded three times during the match. Got away with him there. <laughs> yeah, got definitely did. What do you think is the biggest sporting robbery in no sorry, the biggest robbery in football? Oh See, like God. that's getting away with one there, getting three yellow cards and still getting sent off. That's just being bad at your job. But who do you think committed the biggest robbery in football history? The one that springs to mind straight away is the Lampard goal. That's the one that springs yeah. to mind straight away. There's probably more out there. And so I don't know what was the biggest. I think it's only it's big because it's English and the hype yeah. up and always talk about it. that's why I'm, I'm saying that, but I'll probably go with the Garcia goal against Chelsea. Yeah, it's the goal it never was. You just went on to win. You won the Champions League that year, didn't you? Yep. That's what and I wouldn't saying. mind if Liverpool didn't, Chelsea would have. Yeah, and if we didn't win it. Chelsea were phenomenal that year. If we didn't win it, then I don't know we were fucked after it, regardless, but I think we would have been booked twice with no loop up the arse properly. And I say Jared probably would have fucked off. Yeah, ouch town population Liverpool, bro. That's what that is. So that is not a go buzz. Unless, there probably is more out there, but I'm gonna go with the Garcia ghost goal. Because still talking yeah, today. See, I, was... mm. see I, I thought you would have went for the on rehab ball personally, but I think the biggest of all time, biggest of all time was El Diego, the hand of God in the World Cup. Also against England. Yeah, believe it or not. See, the more you talk about it, the more things pop. Like the Suarez one, we handballed off the line, and the keeper played the penalty, and then the one you mentioned oh against there, Ghana, yeah, the one you mentioned there, Mojan missed the penalty. Yeah, the Henri one there, like it was a big controversial moment, but I don't think it was the biggest. Like yeah, we would have been class at the Euros. It'd be the, the biggest Euros in Ireland football, uh, Irish football. That's about it. Was it the Euro qualifier or the World Cup qualifier? The World Cup 2010 South Africa. Yeah, that would have been unreal, but at the same time, like we're literally missing four matches in the World Cup. So I wouldn't say it's the biggest one, but it's definitely up there. Yeah, it is up there. Like the mm. consequences of us not qualifying don't think outweigh the Garcia one. Like if we didn't win the Champions League that year, then the decline of Liverpool would have been rapid. I know it was yeah. I know we were shy from like two thousand six onwards or whatever, but I just think if we didn't win that, then the oh, I actually don't want to think about it. We would have had a fucking Personally, Steve Bruce well, in charge. <laughs> yeah, you probably would have Steve Bruce in charge. And you know, I just I, I want to be Kenny Daglish's favorite manager. Oh, God. Do you know where the best local kebab shop is? <laughs> I'm looking to spend me eight million. Maybe bring Joe Linton with me. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> Imagine Liverpool with a manager like Steve Bruce in it. And uh, I was going to say a striker, but I don't even think he knows what that is. And a Joe Linton <laughs> in the team. Maybe it'd, be like Joe, it'd be like that. It'd be, he could be the new Heskey. Oh, fuck. Heskey was good for yours. He was, but um, he just has that name for just being shy. <laughs> ah, yeah. He was. Just, yeah. <laughs> has a piss taken out. Has a song rolled down by a YouTuber and all. It's just, there's a lot around with that Heskey name. It was a KSI used to give him a terrible time. Yeah. <laughs> KSI used to give him the worst time ever. 
Oh, mate, his videos are proper OG to go. Uh, yeah, man, the old KSI videos, man, got me into watching YouTube for the most part. Yeah. They were hilarious. Yeah. FIFA funnies and everything like that. Murder Sacker Extreme. <laughs> Gosh. Maybe we can explore the next, the next uh, generation. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I hope I really not. Doubt, I really doubt. <laughs> Find a doubt and hope we don't, or they are fucked. The smart well, Sorry. Yeah, no, they are smart enough. You're right. But they're probably stupid enough to listen. What I was going to say to you is, right, we're chatting about football there. But there was something else on at the weekend. Another sport. And I'm interested to know whether you watched or not. The Ultimate Fighting Championships. UFC 267, I believe it was, was on Saturday. And it was at an appropriate time for European audiences. I think I've seen two or three fights because I was out getting aid in and after come home so I seen one fight before I left and then I seen one or two when I got home and then I okay. think I watched something else I can't remember oh. and from what, what you seen do you remember anything or did anything stand out to you I think I well, fell it was a one very good your man, uh, what's the name? You won in uh, the first first round submission, Islam. Oh, what's oh is Islam Makhachev. Islam, yeah. And uh, your man Habula. What's the name? The midget. Hasbulla. Hasbulla. And it was there loafing Khabib. Yeah, yeah. And uh, any next time, so I watch it with me. And she seen him. I go, have a guess how old he is? Like, he's probably like fucking five or six or whatever. Like, no, he's like fucking 18 or something. It's like, no, he's not fucking. Yeah. It's like, speaking of Hasbullah, did you see he had a scuffle with the other, uh, <laughs> the other Russian fucking little dude? I've seen that. They had yeah. a scuffle. And he one of the him. press asked Dana White. <laughs> yeah. One of, one of the press asked Dana White, was like, we're discussing scenes with what we see. I completely take this, but he's like, discussing scenes with what we see in the crowd uh, between Hasbullah and the other fella. And, uh, we just want to know uh, when are you going to sanction them to fight the UFC? <laughs> That'd be class. That'd be hilarious. He's mad famous now. He is. He's all over the place, Everywhere. and he's extra ringtone. His laugh is two of my, two of my friends have uh, has Bola's laugh as their ringtone. Of course, you do. Oh, so, yeah, good. I've seen people with cardboard coils of them in the room. <laughs> An 18-year-old Russian cardboard quilts like why? And never mind that. And a two-foot-tall 18-year-old Russian <laughs> cardboard cutout. Um, I don't get. It. I don't get it. Is he famous because he looks old and he's 18 in the midget? It's that little. I don't know, but famous. he has such old man tendencies. He looks like 40. He's proper Benjamin Button, that fellow. Come here, did like do? Did you see? Uh, so you seen a few of the fights. Did you watch the prelims by any chance? Uh, no, I was watching the football. Okay, well, listen to this, right? The first fight on like the, the main prelims was, it could have been stopped two rounds in. I can't remember the names of the two lads. It was a Brazilian lad, French lad. French lad used to be in a... It was his, the French lad's UFC debut. Guy was uh, formerly a member of the French Special Forces. And should have been stopped a lot. Bad. A lot earlier. Yeah, no, he was he just he hadn't got an answer for what was getting done to him and he wasn't he was just tough as fuck. And fair play to him, but toughness can only get so far. The referee, right, 
the commentators were going mad about the referee, how he hadn't stopped it, and all. I went to full three rounds, and the dude was fucked by the end of it. Um, apparently, what happened was that referee was supposed to coach, oh not coach, was supposed to referee another fight in the main card. I think it was the third or fourth card, or a fight on the card. Hmm. He was immediately dismissed upon going backstage. He went back. Um, Dana went over to him and said, "You'll never work for my company again. Like you'll never ref for us again." He just did not take the fire safety into account. So this is what I wanted to get on to you. Do you think like the UFC should be able to pick and choose who referees their fights? Or do you think that should be someone from like, an external body that's uh, supplying the referees? Because obviously, like that's the right call that was made last night. The fire was being recklessly endangered by the fact that the referee did not jump in. So in that case, I believe it's right. But do you think the organization or an outside, uh, you know, almost like an outside governing body mm. should be the one appointing the refs, so, like a, a, an athletic commission. So if you're fighting in Vegas, should the Nevada State Athletic Commission, should they provide the referee or should the UFC be able to choose the referee? It's just a thought, like, because I don't know how it is set up now, but I'm just, I'm wondering, what, what do you think would be the most efficient way? I'm going to say external, but I'm not going to go by each state or each place that the fight is held, because let's say it's in Dublin. You can't have a, the Irish picking the referee, so I'm going to say have an external company who hires referees, but you work hand-in-hand with uh, the UFC, so the UFC still has a say in it, but the external company's sole focus is training the referees. referees. Like the way the football do it, they have the FA uh, or the, yeah, the FA coach the refs. It's not actually... Uh, but it, no, it's not. No, it's not the Premier League. So the FA coached the refs in the Premier League. So it's actually the Premier League who picked the refs. It's the FA and all this shit. I don't know if that's yeah. how it works, but um, the FA coached the refs. Same way you have an external body coaching the UFC refs, showing them what to look out for, when to stop it. All this shit has a main focus on getting them better and trained properly, and then it'd be like Dana not scouting, but at least he knows that he can focus on promoting fighting and all that shit. And this company is um, going to produce good refs for good fights and one less worry off his back. It's better for the fans, better for everyone, better for the fighters, safer for the fighters. So I just, yes, yeah, that's my, my thing behind it. Uh, external companies should like, look after it and train them up, keep them fit, pay them. And then maybe get a cut after you receive their picks for sort of thing. So if the company pays their wages, but if you get picked for a UFC event, obviously you get like a cut or a pay, a, yeah. a bonus or something for a record fight. Um, but if that was the case, I'd like to see her being be like the main, the main man, if he ever does like step down or when he does stop, like I want him to be in, in control of us. I think he's one of the best ever there. Yeah. Himself, uh, Herb Dean and Big John McCarthy for me, best referees of all time. Yeah, fantastic referees. The referees, the likes of Mario Yamasaki, can stay in the bin that the UFC left them in. They're always uh, refereeing the big events anyway. So, like the main big UFC events, it's always fucking Herb Dean or it's always Big John. So, like they're good for a reason. They keep getting picked. So, why change it? That's the thing. They're two two experts in the field, and plus yeah. fairness. Herb Dean or Big John McCarty tells you to stop, you'll stop. Exactly. 
Så var det det der fucking take you off the map. Look, yeah. look at look at them. It's <laughs> called like Big John for a reason. It's not just a two like midgets are literally like big six or seven joints and their breaths are they trying to stop. Yeah. Like if some fella taps out and you're still down, you best believe it, and I'll fucking rip you off and oh, <laughs> um but by the time this podcast is out, uh the UFC event would already been happen happen, would have happened. I can't even speak now, fuck me. Yeah. Oh, is this for the weekend coming? Uh yeah. Covington versus Usman. Yeah. yeah. Oh, hit me with this. And then Gaethje is on the other card, on the card as well. Yeah, against Michael Chandler. Yeah. And Tug Rose and Ami Yunez is defending her title in a rematch versus Zhang Weili. There's two the title fights. Two title fights this weekend. Yeah. And it's on Saturday, so the time to sell would already have happened. And I'm actually looking forward to that because actually I'm not like a big UFC fan. Like I'm don't fuck all about it like if you try to talk to UFC and all these moves and all I'm like I haven't got a clue but loving out scrap who doesn't so when I'm looking forward to UFC events you know it's going to be a good one so I'm actually looking forward to it yeah and in fairness this that fight card is an absolute banger yeah. it, re- it really is and those top three fights the last three fights on the card are going to be they're going to be amazing yeah do you have any predictions animal. going into those three so if I give you the three fights, Gaethje, Chandler, do you have a prediction for that? I'm just going to say Gaethje because he's only one. I don't know Chandler, so I'm just going to say Gaethje. Okay. Um, this one, so I'm like, not playing clue. Like, you're probably like, oh, Chandler's this and that, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, say I'm from France. <laughs> no, it's okay. I'd go for it. Yeah, there you go. Exactly. Chandler's a girl. Chandler's a girl. What? Yeah. But um, I would go for Justin Gaethje in that fight. But it's going to be explosive. The two lads going in to take each other's heads off. That's what you want to see. The, that's what the fans want to see. And that's what Justin Gaethje, the highlight, he lives up to his name every time he fights. Yeah, he does. Um, I think that's what they'll put on. A highlight fest. Yeah. The other the other fights, though. Zhang uh, Weili trying to get a title back off of Tug, Rose, Nami Yunus. Do you know anything about uh, either of them? Not a clue. I'm going to guess he's going to retain the title. Okay. Okay, so going to go with Rose. I'm going to go with Rose myself. Um, and then the final, final three on that card. You know it. I know it. It's Donald Trump's favorite UFC fighter, Colby <laughs> Covington. Versus, as Colby calls him, Camaro, Marty Fake Newsman. Is he actually his favorite? Or is it? it, it oh, so Colby, Colby claims. He was on the phone to him on one of the UFC uh, post shows before. And he looked so happy. This this was his face. It was like, Mr. President. He just he just seemed so happy. But uh, I don't know. I don't know. With that one, I'm going to go for a controversial one. I'm going to say I think Colby is going to take it. I know. I mean, Usman's an incredible fighter, man. He's closing in, I think, or like the mm. record for it. It's like most wins or most consecutive wins. Yeah. So he is an incredible fighter. But I don't know. I just have a sneaky feeling that Colby might take it. What do you think? I'm going to say Usman on decision. It's going to go all the way. Okay. Yeah, because, well, the last fight went to the fifth round, so... And it was... Kobe's jaw was broken in round three, and it still continued for another two rounds. So, you're looking at... These are two hard bastards. Like, these are two two of the toughest men on the planet. Like, And when they step into that octagon together, it's got to be gangbusters. Dana White said it himself. The last fight between the two of them was fight of the year. Yeah. So there was a fight, I think it was the start of this year, back in January. I think it might have been Holloway that was fighting in it. And yeah, was it against Calvin Cater? 
and he literally knocked the bollocks off each other for the whole five rounds. Was it mostly Max knocking the bollocks out of him, though? I think it might be, I, I don't know. I, was, I remember watching a fight and literally two lads knocked the bollocks out of each other. Like it was, I remember this happening. because I remember the start of the year because I remember the commentator saying, it's only like January or February and this is already fight of the year. I was literally like, I say there's no that, layer in the market. That was hollow. That was Holloway and Cater, I think. I think so. Yeah, like it was no layer in the market. It was proper in the end. Like it's only the start of the year. This fight the year already. Two lads literally yeah. knocked the bollocks over each other. Oh. oh, they killed each other. And, and then Max started turning to Max turned to the commentary team and just started going, yeah. "I'm the best boxer in the UFC." <laughs> bam! I'm the best boxer in the UFC once again. Bam! What he's doing? He's looking at the commentators, and your man was over here. He's like. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was unbelievable. It was oh, like something out of a fucking scary. out of a movie. Yeah. Or out of a comic book. Yeah. Well, he, he's amazing. Max Holloway is just an amazing, amazing fighter. Like. And he is probably, in my opinion, I'd say he is the best boxer in the UFC. And I don't think many people could try proving otherwise. I'm not gonna try argue that point because I haven't got a brace. So yeah. if you were saying okay, that, like at the end of the day, find someone else that can do that. Find someone else that can talk to the commentary team and keep throwing punches. Someone yeah. did do something like that at the weekend, though. Really Hamzat Shamayev fighting a ranked fighter, I believe, for the first one, but was fighting against the number uh, 11, Lee Jigdegon. And he picked him up like a baby in the first round, walked over to the cage and said, Dana, get off your phone and watch what I'm about to do. Fuck off. Watch it. Tell him, you know, look back at the cliff when you get a chance. It's uh, Hamzat Shamayev against Lee Jigdegon. And he absolutely, he just mauled him. He just mauled him and submitted him. And Hamza has had four fights and he's only been hit once in the UFC. Yeah, I'm definitely he's only take, <laughs> He's only taken one strike in, in four fights. That's mad. Mental. I was, listening to a, an animal. I was listening to a podcast today. Our friend of ours, Crew Geordie. His, oh, uh, yeah. Friend of the his, channel. Yeah, <laughs> imagine. Yeah, I was listening to his new podcast, The Pain Game. Is that the one where he has fighters on for the most part? Yeah, yeah, with John Fury and the likes of oh, that John he's had a few ones. He's had U- Usman was on it. Uh, Tyson Fury's done one with him. Tyson's Logan, done one. Uh, le- less John said about Fury. Logan Paul, the better. I actually like him. I like Logan Paul, I just don't like Jake. Well, I do kind of like Jake, but I really don't. No. Yeah, but um, do you reckon you would you be Jake Paul in the fight? It'd be a train, man. Like anyone at me. Yeah, there you go. Would you rather fight Logan or Jake? Uh, I'd be Logan. All right. Will we get it set up then? You yeah. you take on Logan. I'll take on Jake. For your arm. Yeah. yeah why uh, not? Oh my God! Yes, that'd be unreal. Winner loser has to transfer all their followers to the other one. Oh, mate, that'd be unreal. Have it, we would yeah. have it on. Trust me. Probably. We'll make good decisions. <laughs> we'll have it written to the contract. We'll get it wrote into the contract that I get to throw kicks during my boxing match. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mate, I'm going to clip that and send it to him. Like, come on, lads. Do. <laughs> I'll, I'll try and I don't mind. But, um, did John. Right, I went missing there for a second. That's brilliant. The uh, 
What were you saying about John Fury? Yeah, the John Fury. Sorry, podcast. guys, that I keep getting away from the camera. I have to fill up my cup with some unlicensed gargles. <laughs> the uh, the John Fury podcast, uh, John Fury on uh, fucking True Jordan's podcast was probably one of the best podcasts I've listened to. He's such, he's so open. He just speaks his mind, doesn't give a rat's. Uh, if there's one podcast I'd recommend, he's not ever. a fan of David Hay at all. No. There's one podcast ever recommended. It's that one. Like I sat there and I was laughing. I was like, oh, and I had everything. He's an absolute legend. It's amazing, isn't it? Yeah. And here's a good fact about John Fury. You know, he lived in Chilm in County Galway for years. I didn't know that. Yeah. And Tyson Fury, for a lot of his earlier fights, he used to come out in shorts with uh, a tricolor on them. Oh, deadly. <laughs> yeah. See, it's the, the things that you start to learn, like the more you get into, like, or the more you look into people. Yeah. Well, as I was saying there to you, John Fury didn't hold back. Does not like no. David Hay. No, he really doesn't. He gave him a hard time. And I'd, I'd be inclined to agree with most of the things he said. <laughs> yeah. And he was also saying that if uh, Tommy loses, he's basically going to retire him. If he loses against Yeah, him. he's disowned. Yeah. He's not going to, like, if you can't be a YouTuber, how do you expect me to put my fight in you and become a world, world, uh, world champion and all this? And like, he's right. Oh, I don't so, see him ever being at that level. Oh, no, I don't think he's ever going to be a fucking world championship level. No. He comes up him. against someone like Canelo, who's even smaller than him. He gets put in a, a fucking premature coffin. Like, see you later, Tommy. You're going, you're going to bed from like for real forever. That last fight <laughs> you had, he shouldn't knock your man out in the fourth round. They went. Did it go all the way? Did it? it went. It good. I bit. think it went. It was only four rounds. That I didn't watch it. See, yeah, I refused right. to. I, I refused to pay for that bullshit. Yeah, I think he was supposed to knock it like he was. You think on paper you'd knock him out one round? Like I think a man is his fourth proper fight hasn't won a fight ever. Tommy is like what seven now or wherever he is, and people are like, "Oh, he should be knocking him out in the fourth round." And I think it went a good bit, a good few rounds. Yeah. Well, Logan down. Paul had a thing where he said after the Floyd Mayweather fight, he drank for forty-five days straight, went into the gym, and on the fourth day back, the man that fought Tommy Fury didn't make it out of a round with Logan Paul apparently. There you go. But like, like if you look at Logan Paul, like boy, doesn't seem aggressive. No. As a fire. See, he has not like someone that would not not the sort of person that would be able to finish someone in the first round based on how they go about the fight. I'd imagine he has the power to do it. It's yeah. Just like applying the power in that moment. He just yeah. doesn't seem he doesn't strike me as the sort of person that would chase you down and be the aggressor in the fight. No. And that's where Plus he was let down yeah, right. in uh, the KSI fight. I thought that as well because I rewatched it. it popped up on YouTube a while ago and I was like oh, I'll actually have a look at this to see what sort of skills these lads have do they actually have a bit of boxing in them and I was pleasantly surprised looking at Logan Paul in comparison mm. to KSI KSI throws windmills that's how he won though well Logan has to Logan controls straight punch it's quite mm. nice to see actually <laughs> but I do prefer KSI over the two of them out of the yeah. two of them definitely KSI I honestly thought JJ was going to lose the second fight Honestly, like, honest really? to God, Ty's going to lose, but got through a fair pay to him. But I'm a bit worried See, if he ever does I, fight Jake because I'm afraid he might lose it. But I'm hoping he proves me wrong again and beats him. But let's see. Do you know who I was actually delighted for earlier on in the year? And I remember just all I knew from it was I don't even, I'd never heard of this dude until True Jordy was talking about him. But you know the way I did uh, it? Was, I think it was himself and Lawrence are sitting there doing the, the live play by play video of. 
was it the Deji's fight and Gabe. Ah, Gibbo. And and it was just I'd never heard of this fella Gabe before. But come here, fucking true Jordy, everything was go on, big Gibber, go on, big Gibber. Yeah. Is this the uh, his fourth fight or his latest fight? No, the last one, the last one, and like your man, uh, he got a draw, but he batted the fella for like six rounds. Yeah, Gabe, he's a, he's a strong puncher. And he got Coming punched out. around with Jake Paul, though, didn't he? Uh, yeah, he got dropped in the fourth round or something. <laughs> but uh, that can happen. We have a bit of uh, boxing experience ourselves, um, don't we? We uh, oh, the smallest amount possible, but go on. We threw some hands. But um, never know. Maybe next year we might organise an Irish Crayer white collar event. Show them how it's done. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? Jack Septa guy. I'm calling you out. <laughs> <laughs> Who's tall and stupid who can throw punch? Adam, I'm calling you out. we <laughs> 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 be the main event. Um, that's it, exactly. And we can commentate at the same time. Imagine me with the little microphone. <laughs> Oh, mate, I'm going to whack up a clip in, on YouTube of uh, being you doing the white collar box and doing DX. I'm going to whack that in now. And we're back. Oh, that, clip, that clip is iconic. Oh, that clip. It is iconic. Fucking hilarious. We got in trouble yeah, for I wonder it, why you didn't it. show them what happened to the rest of the fight. Because <laughs> I didn't have a drink. My mouth was so dry. I was bollocks. I was standing in the corner you know like... Where's your drink? I literally couldn't breathe. Come here. If the excuses are going to fly out now, then I think we shouldn't talk about it. <laughs> I was stood there, mouth dry as fuck. You threw a punch and I turned. And that's why I sat lens being like, this is actually not horrible. I'm just going to stand here and just like, ah, took a few punches against the ropes, got you off. And I'm like, right. Like a lady breathe. And the thing was, we were only doing like, a minute or something rounds that they're real short we didn't actually get a proper fight so when we're organising this white collar event next year we're going toe to toe for 12 rounds mate so better get training now 12 12 rounds right ground I'm walking in with a smoke <laughs> in my mouth and that smoke will still be lit by the end of the fight <laughs> <laughs> I've still cracked out in that white collar events like walking out to music and all and people cheering you on and deadly yeah but look you are lucky your music was correct and they played the right song for you not at the right oh. time though. They started too soon. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, dick, dickheads. Yeah, I know you gave them the instrumental one, but they looked it up and got the one with lyrics, which was stupid. So I was standing there waiting to go down the main stairs, and I was like, "Oh, like, it's not the right time yet. It hasn't kicked in." <laughs> yeah, well, that's the thing, and you're like, "Come on, for folks' sake!" So. Yeah, I thought we could have been very like theatrical and all. With like, I was saying, I could have walked out and. Dressed was the Undertaker and all, and I was told, "No, the gloves will already be on you." So, no, <laughs> well, maybe and they weren't did... even. They... <laughs> no, you got fucking suit. You got built up in the bleeding uh, in the ring, like head guard, fucking everything in there. But I could have dressed up. <laughs> exactly, I definitely could have dressed up as the Undertaker. But for our white collar event, we're getting pyrotechnics in. We're getting a proper ring. We're getting proper lights. We're getting a... it's gonna be a proper show, me. Yeah, I'll be fantastic. And all proceeds and we can do. go to charity. Yeah, all the proceeds. All the proceeds will. But you know what we should do? What? We should make this like the ultimate fighter. 
say we get 12 people to sign up to do this. Mm -hmm. I take six. You take six. We bring them off to different people to be trained in for seven weeks beforehand. Mm -hmm. And then we come back. And say you can say to me, I'll say to you, here, we'll match them up. But I say fucking height and weight and all, you know. And see whose team comes out on top at the end of the night. And then we file off as the main event. Yeah. Boom. And Why I not? think on that fucking marvelous note, we're going to end the podcast here. So. Wait, we can't end it right now. Not without no. telling people that if you want to be a part of this white collar boxing event, get on to us. Let us know. We can organize. We can sell out the tickets. And even better, let us know what sort of charitable partner we should get involved with. Because at the end of the day, that. we want to make this community-based and we need a community to do so. So, guys, spread the word. Get your votes in here and get yourself in here. Put your name down to become a part of the office session. And if not only that can volunteer, like a place to train or a place for it to happen or even... If anyone has any ability in boxing, if anyone has trained anyone before, they, they'd be ideal. Yeah. So if you want to take part, I know anyone that can rent us out a little place for free around and we'll get a Graham Nathan show as well. <laughs> yeah, of course. Why not? Why hey, not? That's, and that's as well as that, guys. Sorry, Aaron. That's our goal for next What's year. It? I'm going to write that down. That's going to to be the goal for what us. Get, We're doing this. Get them to shout us out. Tell no. Graham if he shouts <laughs> us out. I'll use his accent for the entire podcast. And as well as that, I'll make sure that he has his very own portable toilet at the event. <laughs> They can do uh, and guys, oh, presenters. Sorry? They can be the uh, announcers. The, uh, they can be the MCs. They can yeah. be the MCs. Oh, mate, this is, going, this is going down. We're doing this. That's it. 2021, 2022 goal is still a white-collar event. Hosted white by collar the Yeah. Oh. There we are, happy days. Would you stick to just boxing or would you go for a kickboxing element? No, 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 boxing, boxing, boxing. Oh, you don't want someone getting taken out, is that what it is? <laughs> no, no, I have long legs, so I don't uh, have an advantage, you know yourself. I just try to keep it. Oh, somewhat. that's it. Distance management and all. <laughs> My bleeding six or seven legs, bleeding, standing outside the rings, kicking people. Boom. That's it, exactly. You'd be sussed. We know touching you. We know getting near you. There's oh. no getting within a seven foot radius to this fella. <laughs> Hey, this is going on. This is going on our social media. That we're doing this, and we're going to look back on this. And if we don't do it, that's be a punishment because we are doing this. It's going to be a goal for next year. Yeah, we're look, if we don't do this, this by this date next year, if this is not completed by this date next year, do you know what happens? What? We're both doing a nice bucket challenge. No, we have to, no, no, no. We have to go get in nice for like ten minutes. Or something. Do you have a? Do you have a bath? No, but there's a place in. Uh, Kulak and Russia's day that has an ice bath so we can go in there right we'll do a one minute long ice bath each or do you know, do we cannot what we'll put up a post or something and the amount of life they can pick gets. the punishment that too yeah and Joe, you know we really should do then what right if all the voting's gone on if the punishment has been chosen how about whoever loses the fight or whoever's team loses their team captain, ergo, myself or yourself, will have to do the punishment all alone. <laughs> In the middle of the ring. Oh, my God. Imagine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mate. Well, they're going to the mad one here. 
right people follow us on socials links down below link to everywhere it's down below the one league will take you to everywhere follow us on instagram twitter follow us on spotify like us on apple do whatever you have to do on the podcast so it's rate us give us feedback and most of all just give us a sub on youtube takes two seconds yep. And Damn right. Leave a like. <laughs> That's it, guys. Remember to like, share, subscribe, and enjoy your week. And send us in some uh, some forfeits. Peace.